seated. Thank you, dear. Y'all come expecting this morning? When I start drinking water and haven't even preached yet, something's going to go down. <laughs> man, oh man, worship is good. I want to welcome everybody in here. I want to welcome our California crew at home. 
Let's do this. I like this. Everybody stand up. Wave at the camera. And say hi to our Cali crew. (laughs) I love that. They probably think we're a bunch of dorks, but I don't care. (laughs) That's right. So welcome, everybody. For those of you that don't know me, I haven't been up here for a little bit. I am one of the pastors here at N3C, and it is an honor and privilege to be up here, to stand on this stage. There are some very, very big shoes to fill, and it's an honor and a privilege to do this. I don't hold it lightly. I don't take it for granted that I get to do this. You know, for any of you that don't think God has a sense of humor... I'm the result right now of getting to be up here. I've told you all before that I pretty much failed speech class. I couldn't cheat in it. How do you cheat in speech? You could get somebody to write your speech for you or help you through it. But I couldn't cheat. Therefore, I was not very good at it. God said, if you want to do it then, wait till I have what I have in store for you 25 years down the road. Right? And now I try to act calm and comfortable up here, but I don't think that ever goes away. And it's not the speech, it's not the words, it's not the talking, it's the wait that you want to please him for up here. Just doing a normal speech in class or something and talking about our government or talking about whatever you want to talk about, that's easy. There's a weight that we carry. And we all have this. It doesn't have to be up here. It doesn't have to be on a public platform. We're all disciples, amen? Amen. No matter how many times you've read the Bible, shoot, my wife's read the Bible more than I have. Probably ten times over, right? She read it five times just to make sure I was going to be okay to get up here. (laughs) Talking about standing on the Word of God, she was standing on it. (laughs) Right? All right, I don't even know where this is coming from. I better just start getting into my Word. (laughs) Gosh. Five minutes in and I'm already embarrassing myself. All right. So I was, I was thinking, I'll just give you a little bit of backup. I talked to Pastor Lynette, and I am so comfortable and at peace. I know people are praying for me this morning. I feel the Holy Spirit and the presence that's in here today, as like every, every day. But Friday, I was putting some things together, and I thought I had it made. I thought I had the Word. I thought I had it figured out. And this, this is kind of a, I don't like to say routine, but. It is what it is. But Friday, I kind of had some stuff written down and kind of getting put together and kind of, it was, it just felt like it was coming together. And and then Saturday, I was sitting on it and sitting on it. And I thought, man, something's, something just nothing. It's not settling on me. It wasn't, it wasn't settling right with me. And, and I just couldn't figure out what was going on. And I, I told Pastor Lynette in the back a minute ago, that I felt like I was just trying to finish something. Like I was just trying to finish a speech. 
Like I was just trying to, to get something put together and not, it just, it wasn't just running smoothly. How many of you know when God's word's spoken, his word's right, truthful, and smooth? Amen. The same today, yesterday, and forever. Amen? Amen? And it wasn't sitting with me. So Saturday, about 9 o'clock, I threw my message in the trash. And I could not, I couldn't get it rolling. And I just asked, I, where do I need to go, God? I just started to listen to him a little more. Where do I need to be? Where do I need to go? And the word he gave me was gate. And I went, okay, okay. now what? <laughs> Gates what? Gates where? That's a broad topic. Narrow it down for me, God. Narrow it down for me a little bit. And he did. He narrowed it down. And I'd called Rhett. When they call you Saturday evening spaghetti? Where'd he go? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'd called him Saturday evening and asked him if he could download a video for me. That's how pressed and pushed I was trying to get into it. I had no, I had no idea. God ever, God ever do that to you in your life? thinking you're walking this direction and then you're supposed to be going that direction and he just does a 180 on you and says, nope, get back in line. Amen? Amen. But that's good, isn't it? Sometimes you don't know, sometimes you don't understand what that looks like out in front of you, but you know inside that's the direction you're supposed to go. That's the direction we're supposed to walk and that was kind of what God was giving me. It was the gate and the only... One example that I knew in my life, and a lot of you out there with our culture, was talking about cattle. And through a gate, much like a lot of you are looking at me right now, like a cow at a new gate. (laughs) Amen? But what do those cattles do, you know, when you're gathering cattle... And I'm no expert on it, I've just done it. But when you start gathering those cattle, there's a stride. There's going to be several gates. So hang with me in there. There's going to be, how many of you know your stride is a gate? Amen? It's not just a physical gate, but we're going to get into a few of those. But when we're gathering cattle, there's a gate that you want to herd them. There's a gate that you want to push those cattle. If you go too fast... They're going to scatter, and then they're going to hit a fence, or they're not going to miss. Or they're going to miss a gate. And I've done that. I've run cows right through fences. That's it's not good. But then there's also a path that you're just kind of walking and meandering and not really knowing where to go. And then they'll start spreading out because there's not a momentum to get them to their destination. They'll just start meandering. They'll just start kind of scattering out. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Are you with me? There's a place, there's a gate that you want to keep them in there. And once you get, get them to where you want them to go, what do they do? They're, they don't know exactly where they're headed, but they're always looking for the easy way out. Are you hearing me? They're wanting to go somewhere. They know that they're getting pushed. They know that they're getting in a direction that they're, they're going, but they don't know what that direction is. They don't know their destination. 
So they're just trying to find a way out. They're just trying to get there. Now, some of them, is there's a routine. And this is where I felt like I was kind of setting in with my message. There's a routine with cattle. And I'm not calling all of you cattle. Maybe I should say sheep. <laughs> but there's a routine year in and year out. Calving season, branding season. There, there's seasons, right? And you get these old mama cows. They, you get a couple of them going. They know what's up. They know what the gig is, right? They know what the routine is. And they'll get out in front and lead the rest. Are you with me? So that's what I want to ask you. Are we just in a normal routine on Sunday? Are we just in a routine of preparing a message? Do we do things over and over and over again and wanting new results? It's the definition of insanity if you didn't know that. (laughs) Do we get in those routines? But once they find a gate, what do they do? Once you get one or two of them to find that hole, to find that gate, then they all book it. They all go, right? You get a couple of them going, and you can just sit there on your horse or four-wheeler or however you want to hurt them anymore, and they'll all just walk through that gate. But sometimes it's not that easy for us. Sometimes it's not that easy. I've seen several examples, and I've been blessed to be surrounded by a lot of godly people in my life for the last 17 years. And I've watched them, and I've looked at them. I've learned from them. And hopefully I've got to do that same thing. But I've watched them walk through some hard gates. I've watched them walk through gates that they did not want to go in. Y'all been there? And sometimes when we walk through some of those gates, not knowing what's through the gate is the hardest part. We want to know what we're going to get before we go. Sometimes God wants us to go in order to get. Are you with me? We face many gates in our lives. Gates that we must deal with. Important gates. We are faced with gates that sometimes we're not supposed to enter. We are faced with situations sometimes that we're not supposed to deal with, that we're not supposed to walk into. Just because a gate is opened doesn't mean you're supposed to go through it. That's a hard part. Am I confusing you all? So I'm just telling you to walk through a gate. Now I'm saying don't. (laughs) Just because the gate is opened doesn't mean we're always supposed to enter. We are conditioned to try to take the path of least resistance. Well, the gate's open. I'm going to go there. But sometimes God's telling us, no, climb over the fence. Forget the gate. Do it the hard way a little bit. 
do it the direction, just much like I had this message. I was doing it the hard way, but I was doing it my way. God's hard way is a lot easier because he's leading us. He's guiding us through there. Or he's saying, take off and stop at the gate. There's so many gates of life. Do we go in or do we enter? Or do we not enter the gates that God's placed before us? If you all got your Bibles, I'm going to read Hebrews 13, verse 12 here for you. I'm talking really fast. You guys might get to go to the buffet line a little earlier today. (laughs) All right, one person's excited to eat. I'm okay with buffets if I'm the first one in line because I'm not eating it at the last. If you all went to our church picnic and looked at the very end of the line, looked like a bunch of crows had went through the table. Why why would I need to be quiet? Going to make myself sick up here thinking about it. All right, y'all there? Verse 12. So also Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates to make his people holy by means of his own blood. So let us go out to him outside the camp and bear the... You're right, dear. I should have got my glasses. Camp and bear the distance. Disgrace, see? He bore. I'm going to need an interpreter to come up here. Did you notice what Jesus did and where he died? Outside the gate? There's several examples in here, and I won't go through all of them. Jesus did a lot of ministering outside the city. The Pharisees and the Sadducees would wonder why he was sitting outside with lepers, outside with tax collectors, outside the gates. Are you hearing me? Sometimes we need to stay outside the gate in order to receive what Jesus has for us. Because Jesus spent a lot of time outside the gate. He knew it took place. What did Jesus do when, when he prayed before he was going to the cross? He walked outside to go pray. He went away from everybody to sit in peace. So just because a gate is opened in our lives does not mean we need to walk through it. We need to go here. We need to go there. See, our lives consume us, and we get so busy with what's going on, and we see this path of least resistance, or we look at this gate as an opportunity, and we just walk through it without thinking because we're going here. We're going there. We need to get this done. We need to get that done. And sometimes we don't recognize, hey, is this a trap or is this an opportunity? Are you hearing me? Is it a trap or an opportunity? How many of you, well, I don't want to even ask that. I know some of you. Some of you have seen a cow run to a gate that's opened 
and then he'll wheel in it and run back out. And you're going, you, well, I'm not going to say what I say to them animals. You cow, get in there. That's what I said. That's what I said. (laughs) Why do they do that? Why would they run to an opening that they're supposed to go in and all of a sudden they're nervous and scared and spin around and run the other way? We do the same thing. God's saying this gate's wide open. You don't know what's on the other side or you can't see where it's going, but just go. And I've done that a big portion of my life. I get right to the gate and experience God and I see what he wants to do in my life. And it's right here. And I get so consumed with what's going on back here that I know safe, that I know is comfortable. It might not be right. It could be a completely sinful life. But you know what? I know what this is and it's easy for me. And I spin around in that gate instead of taking that next step through where God's saying, let's go. He's saying, let's go. He's right here. God is a gentleman. He ain't going to push you through that gate like we do cows. God doesn't have a hot shot behind you. God's not cussing at you because you're not going through the gate. He's going to let you. He's going to allow you. He's saying, if you will walk there, if you'll take that leap of faith, if you will take those steps to go through that gate, man, I have something glorious on the other side for you. How many of us want to enter the gates of heaven? That's one gate that I know I want to walk through. (laughs) There ain't no question. I'm not going to spin in that one. I'm going. And that's all we have to do to enter the gates of the kingdom of heaven is to do what God tells us to go do. Stay out of that gate. Go in this one. Are you with me? I've got a lot more gates I'm going to talk about. So if you're already sick of me saying gates, plug your ears. (laughs) Bottom line, the gates that God opened, that times are the precious ones he has for you in your walk with Christ. Sometimes he wants us to walk in into a precious moment with him. Sometimes walking through that gate alone enters you in a presence with the Holy Spirit and God. You don't have to be in a group. You don't have to be in a herd. Sometimes he wants you to walk through that gate so you can experience a private precious moment with God. Are you hearing me? I'm going to read Psalms 118 and I'll give you a second to get over there. It's going to take me 10 minutes to read it. The Lord has given us every moment to count on him we just need to walk through did i give you the verse 19 and 20 
Let me find it. All right, here we go. These gates lead to the... Pre- okay, here we go. These gates lead to the presence of the Lord. And the godly enter there. I thank you for answering my prayer and giving me victory. Now, those are just two scriptures. Go on and read more. It'll explain it further in there. But he's praying and thanking God. These gates lead to the presence of the Lord. How many of us want to stand in the presence of God? So are we spinning in these gates? Or are we rushing through these gates in order to get to what God's plan and destination and precious moments that is awaiting for each and every one of us if we'll just go? Or we need to stay out. How do we know? Is this a gate I'm supposed to go to? Or is this a gate I'm supposed to stay out of? The presence of the Lord and the Spirit will tell you. And it is just as easy as me throwing my message in the trash Saturday morning. It was not setting it with me. The Spirit was saying, nope, here's what I have for them. This is the direction I want you to go. You can do this, but it ain't going to be fun. You can do this, and it's going to be a struggle. You can do this, and it will be you and not me. That hurts. That's scary. When we know we're doing something on us or for us, but we're claiming it to be God, that ain't, that's no good. That's no good. That hurts. But God gives us the Holy Spirit to listen to. How many of you know the Holy Spirit lives and dwells on the inside of you? He gives us direction. The Bible said he will send a helper and a comforter. The comfort's on the other side of the gate. He's going to help you to get through it. The comfort is through the gate. Not where you're at. This seems comfortable. Most of the time it's just habitual. And unhealthy. The comfort is on the other side of the gate. The destination. Jesus couldn't see the other side when he was sleeping on the boat and the waves were crashing. He knew the destination where he was headed without seeing it. But he did it. He told his disciples, what are you worrying about, little faith, or you of little faith? Jesus understood the destination he was headed and what he had to do to get there. When the disciples were looking at right there at their own circumstances of where they're at and it couldn't carry them any further. Their plan and opportunity was not to be in the boat on the water. Their plan and opportunity was be across the other side so they can minister to the others. It's not where you're sitting and it's not the circumstances that you're in right now. It's what God's got for you tomorrow. It's what God's got you for the next week, the next month, the next year. To me, that's kind of exciting. It may not all be fun. It may not look great. 
But what's God got for us next? So many of us, so many of us, without understanding who God is and what he sees us as, so many of us settle and be comfortable in exactly where we're at because we have nothing else to look forward to. Are you hearing me? What's God got next for it? He doesn't quit. The Bible says he knows the beginning from the end. He knows our entire life story. But it's up to us to, to get through what he's wanting us to get through. Are you hearing me? Bradley, I'm getting real close here. I played, I told you earlier, I, I called Rhett late Saturday. And then he almost forgot because his sister came over for dinner. <laughs> but I, like I said, I called him late Saturday to, play the, to, to see if he could download this video. And this is a recent video. It's almost a week old now. This was part of our hunting trip uh, that I got. My son and I took my dad on a hunting trip. Possibly, I'm not going to speak these words into life, but possibly one of his last elk hunts. And not because of health, he's just, he's just getting older, but I'll, I'll establish that after the fact. So a lot of this is going to be a personal video, and I have a point to it all, but you're going to see the gate and the walk that my 74-year-old father had to do to get to where he was going. So Bradley, if, if you're ready, you can roll. And no, he's not going to the bathroom. He's setting up.
So that was possibly one of the last trips that my dad was going to be able to do. And I'm not bragging on my father. Well, I kind of am. The man amazes me. He's had over 30 operations on his body. He's got five vertebrae that are fused together. He's had both biceps done, both rotator cuffs done. And if you noticed him walking there with those poles, he had lost his leg in Vietnam. That man's walked through a lot of gates, some of which he didn't want to, some of which he didn't like. But see, it wasn't by his own strength that he got to do what he did. It wasn't by his own personal attitude. It wasn't by his mind telling himself. Now, he's strong-minded. He's very strong-willed. He can do about anything anybody else can. But he doesn't rely on his own strength. He doesn't rely on his own power. And see, it was so cool for me and my son to take him on this trip Brandon estimated that he walked in between 11 and 13 miles. Now, for some of us on a concrete walkway, that doesn't seem like much. But you saw the terrain he was walking in. And to walk almost 13 miles in that stuff, that wasn't his strength. Now, he's in shape. Don't get me wrong. He goes to the gym. He works out. He tries to keep himself in shape as much as possible. But sometimes his body just won't allow him to do it. Sometimes those things are breaking down. Relies on the power and the strength of God to get him to the destination through the next gate. Dad told me the other day, he said, I don't look as far out as I need to. He said, I look right here because it just takes one step to get to my destination. The Bible says, He is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Takes that first step to get to that gate. Amen? Amen. If we look at what we need to accomplish all the way out there, off in the distance, we'll never attain it, we'll never reach it. See, young people procrastinate, old people will just quit. I procrastinate. (laughs) I don't even know where that came from. Obviously, I did not read it. But that's true, right? If we see the great big ball of life all the way out there in the distance, we're not going to live it the way God intended us. But if we'll take that first step to knowing who He is in life, And what your life is meant to to Him, take that first step. Take that one step, because it leads one step closer to the destination that God's got for you. Amen? Amen. I'm going to finish reading here. Hopefully this sums this up, and hopefully I can see it. This is John chapter 10. And as I was reading, I didn't know where to stop or quit. So I'm going to read 18 verses to you. 
starting at the very beginning of the chapter, verse 1. I tell you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in some other way, is a thief and a robber. That hit me hard for personal reasons. You ever felt like you want to go through there? God's trying to give you a path and a direction and a guidance, but you decide you want to go try it this way. I'm going to go try it my way. The gate's wide open, and we refuse. We try to climb over the fence or sneak in the back door. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listens to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he was brought out, all his when he was brought out all his own, on his own, I'm reading like a two-year-old, he goes, he goes on ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. How many of you, how many of you can hear God's voice? We can hear it. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will now... They will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever come before, all who ever come before me, were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man, the man runs away because it is a hired hand and comes and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. And I know me. Just as the Father knows me. And I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. Okay, I've got a couple more there, but my eyes are getting blurry. I could have just read that at the beginning, and that would have summed up my whole entire message. If you don't know in your heart who Jesus is, he is the gate to eternity. No one comes to the Father except through me. Except through me. Ready if you want to come up. Yeah. I received an email 
yesterday. And it was a prophetic email, in my opinion. And the words of it had built me to a point of tearing up. Because I had known my struggles up to this point of trying to prepare this message. And that word was perfect timing. And that word that I had received and I accepted was incredible. God will put us in places to walk through that gate if we will listen. The words open new avenues. The words open new doors. I had two people text me this morning that were spot on with their words to me. One of which I haven't talked to for over a year. Kind of. I've texted back and forth. But to really sit down and talk to, I haven't got to do that for a long time. And he texted me this morning and said, Brother, I'm praying for you this morning. I can't get to church, but I'll be watching. That just gives me confirmation and confirming the Holy Spirit is telling me, just go. The gate's open. Just go. Just walk through it. Just take that first step and come through it with me. If you're sitting in here this morning and you don't know who Jesus Christ is in your life or if you have a prepared opinion of who you think you are and can't understand how much a loving God would have a person like me he loves each and every one of you and it's so simple it's so simple to accept Jesus Christ, to know what he did, to know what he bled for, to know why he died and rose again and sitting at the right hand of God. He did it for you. And he's saying the gate's open. Take that first step. Take that first step to eternity. Take that first step to a pre-planned destination that he has set before you. Father, we just ask you, Father, stir it in their belly. Father, let the Holy Spirit set them on fire, Father. Let them know that they know that they are a child of God. Doesn't matter how much knowledge they know. It doesn't matter how many things they've done wrong. It just matters if they'll take that first step into a relationship with you. And then it's on you. word says to come boldly to the throne room of God and I'm going to ask you that today most of the time when I do some of these I tell everybody to bow their head every eye closed all this but you know what this is a joyous moment and we are to be glad in it this is a proud moment and we should be glad in it The angels in heaven are rejoicing right now if you've just accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Amen. I want you to raise your hand with everybody looking around. If you just now accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, 
raise your hand. Anybody? Father, yes. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Jesus. If there's anybody that are, that's sitting in here that sometimes you don't know why you get to do what you get to do, but sometimes you just feel like you're not satisfactory. You're just not making that right move. You're just not getting through the day. Just like I said earlier today, that there is a weight of life carrying you around that is now lifted. And you just want to get back to God. Just give it back to Him. Don't go to the gate and spin around and go back. Take the step through. If that's you in here today, that you're just wanting to step through the gate without spinning around and go headed back, I want to see your hands today. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, hands all over. Yes, sir. Yes. Thank you, Father. Father, we had asked earlier that there would be miracles, works, and wonders done today in this place, Father God, and you just showed it. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just pray that their destination is one step at a time, Father God, and you will just lead and guide and direct their path. Shut the gates that are supposed to be shut and open the gates that are supposed to be open, Father. We just give you all glory, all honor, and all praise for the things that you have done in here today and the things that you're going to continue to do with our lives as we listen and honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.